This is the Elevators Podcast. We discuss all things elevating your life, work, and relationships as you are building your business and yourself. Here is your host, yours truly, Dylan Buck. What's up? Welcome back. This week we've got a treat. Nathan Traborg has one of the most inspiring stories that I've heard in Family Heritage. And if you think about some of the best and most popular books and movies out there, like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Spider-Man, Goodwill Hunting, the Bible, the list goes on. They all walk us through the literary triumph of the hero's journey, right? A major obstacle or trauma is overcome in order for the protagonist to transform. So getting a glimpse into Nathan Traborg's transformation from addict and the inspirational dissatisfaction that came so perfectly from it to catapult him into an exceptional 18-year career here at Family Heritage and ultimately landing him in retirement at 42 years old, where he can pursue all of his passions with complete financial peace of mind. Now, for all of you listening, protecting families, pouring into and developing people to help them build a career and a life that they're proud of, that might be your passion. And if it is, awesome. And if it's not, that is okay too, right? The good news is either way, family heritage is an opportunity for us to do both and as opposed to either or. Most people do not accomplish what they want because they always spend their time doing the things that they want to do, right? We sacrifice what we want most for the things that we feel like we want most in the moment, So Nathan stepped into excellence by doing things that he didn't want to do daily in order to accomplish the things that he wanted to accomplish, and he continues to do that even to this day. So even in retirement, painting and creating art, Nathan does things every day that he doesn't necessarily want to do so that his art can someday be displayed in places that most artists never will. I really enjoyed the conversation that Amber and I got to have with Nathan, and I think you will too. So let's get to it. All right, welcome back. Uh, I'm sitting down with Amber Winfrey and Nathan Traborg in Nathan's studio. Uh, he's 42 years old and living his dream life, all made possible by the opportunity that is family heritage. So we figured we'd get a bird's eye view from behind the wall of retirement on what life is like now and you know what all was required to, to make it all happen. But fun to be sitting here today. Yes. Fun to be here. First of all, can we swear? Uh, yeah. Please. <laughs> People have. I'm actually... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't planning to, but I was listening to a couple of episodes as I was looking at the catalog and I saw the little explicit rating on Spotify, which is where I listened to my, po- I was like, geez, all right, who's, well, what's who's, happening here? So who, like, just cause I probably know most of your guests who, who has sworn so far. Probably I, me. Jarrett. I think, I think, uh, I think you caught yourself did uh, I? in the brick wall. Okay. Nice. But you almost did a couple of times. Oh, it comes out pretty easily. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll one. save it for an appropriate, you can't yeah. just like go doing it, it just, just for right no time. reason. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> Jared so, got us the explicit raising. That's yeah, wonderful. That's right. Well, let me just say, I just want to say, I'm really happy you're doing this, you know, because I started 
Um, you know, when I was doing sharpening the saw, that was, that was a lot of fun and that was a really enriching experience. I'm sure you found it, I hope uh, yeah. to be the, the same. So I was really happy to hear that you're going to mm-hmm. keep it going. And I think this is such a valuable, um, you know, resource for people to just continue pouring into themselves. And so sure. well done. And thank you for launching it on my birthday, by the way. Really? No. Well, oh, oh, I'll see. Now I don't feel as special. <laughs> That was Actually, the that was to Nathan Trevor. <laughs> Come on. Actually, don't remember that conversation, Dylan? Right, right. <laughs> to, bo- to bring things full circle, so J.J. Selway is my birthday buddy. We, are, we were okay. both born on August 20 when, when the first episode that I saw was available on Spotify. Uh, so. Oh, anyway. so you're a Leo, but barely. I think that's right. You're yeah. a cusp. Yeah. Because I'm <laughs> a Virgo. Sounds about right. I'm the I've been, 29th. I've been on the cusp for, a, for cusp. a while now. <laughs> You're a cusp, yeah, because I'm a Virgo and I'm the 29th, so mm. we're a little over a week apart. I don't know where the line is. Yeah, our youngest is, she's the 15th, but she, so she's a Leo as well, but yep. yeah. Awesome. How many kids do you have? Two. Two daughters, yep. So two teenage daughters now, 13 and 16. Right on. Yeah. That's awesome. So eighth grade and 11th grade? Seventh and 10th. Seventh and 10th. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. the end of the year. That's right. Makes sense. Yep. <laughs> Right on. Well, yeah, no, um, to your point, you know, this podcast has been a definitely a great creative outlet for myself, you know, being someone that also enjoys art. Um, but I, yeah, it's been fun being able to add some value to people that I haven't even met. So yeah, and that, yeah. Are, that our guests haven't even met. So yeah. it's been really good. What does it look like now, Nathan, being able to come into an art studio every day. We just got the coolest tour. Um, I, yeah, I want to try great. to, no pun intended, I want to paint the picture for you guys on like where we're <laughs> sitting right now, but he's just got this awesome studio space. Um, we're not calling it a gallery, right? But there's a there's a <laughs> showroom right outside of the window here where some of his artwork is displayed. Um, you know, there's, there's just everything, every textile, every paint, every piece of anything you can imagine being turned into art is in this warehouse type space and it's really, really cool. And just walking in, I can tell how happy you are here and how, how invigorated you are. And so uh, that, that's where we're sitting right now is we're actually utilizing your space and, and ideally getting to be part of the second level of your dream. So I, I would love to just kind of hear from you, Nathan, as to what does that look like? You know, um, how do you create that vision for yourself? What does it look like coming into this career you know, you were 24, right? When you started with Family Heritage, mm-hmm. you're 42 now, you've retired, okay? And you're living the next level of your dream. What does that vision look like? How did we get here? How did we get here? So I think um, that's interesting. I mean, so when I started, you know, it was Travis Wilson and myself, um, who was a little bit older than four, 24 at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we, were, we, we both started in the business at the same time, both same got recruited. School, right? Same sales school. Yeah. Yep. Both got recruited by Peter Ferre, the, the OG of, you legacy. know, uh, legacy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's interesting when it comes to vision, um, you know, this was not something that I specifically had in mind until really far down the path. And I think that's worth sharing because, you know, so I'm, I'll talk broadly about vision and then uh, I'll try to bring it back to my own situation. But I think, it's important to understand that, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to have a, you know, 20 or 10 or five or a freaking even a two year vision. You know what I mean? In mind, you just have to have something that's in the future, right? <laughs> you know, and I'm a very like immediate gratification, short term thinking kind of, kind of, that's just how I'm wired. And so when I started at 24, you know, my vision was, man, it sure would be cool to buy my, you know, soon to be fiance, a nice engagement ring. 
and, you know, get a nice house, you know, and all the little sort of checkpoints along the way. Oh, can't wait till I have my first whatever, you know, big week, big year, et cetera. And then I think that um, it just sort of kept expanding. If I did anything right in the business, you know, I did a lot of things, you know, pretty poorly and, and a lot of things somewhat average, but there are a couple of things I think I did, I did pretty well. And one of those was um, keeping something in front of me that was motivating, you know? Um, and so the vision changed a lot, you know, it, it, it evolved a ton over time. I mean, it wasn't until very recently that I even considered doing something creative, um, you know, and really leaning into, um, some more, I would call it, you know, natural strengths, you know, of mine. Um, but, uh, yeah, the way it all came together, I mean, it, it, it really is a dream. Like I'm, I'm living my dream. I walk in the door every day. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't, like, I got to pinch myself, you know I mean? It's, it's, it's crazy. And to have a space like this, which is, you know, I'm the, what I have access to in terms of, you know, resources, space is light years ahead of my, you know, experience as an artist. I got to right. skip a ton of steps. I mean, like this, it's, it's, you know, and I kind of have to be like cautious about how I share it, how I talk. Cause it's, it is so it's very unusual for, you know, like I haven't had a single show, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't have a gallery. I'm just like getting started, <laughs> but it looks like, and I have people DM me, Hey, can you tell me about how to get going, you know, get traction in the art business? I'm like, let's figure it out together. I don't freaking know. It just looks like I do, you know, cause I got a, I got a pretty cool space, but you know, yeah. Solve problems better than most. That's right. <laughs> in yeah. your industry for sure. Yeah. Did I answer your question though? Yeah, no, yeah, that, that's exactly. It's just kind of, I, I think personally myself, vision's hard for me, right? I'm a goal setter, but I struggle with vision uh, because it does change. It does evolve so often. And, and I don't know what I want to do 15 years down the road. I have a few ideas of what I'd like, but you know, I think it's some people, it either comes really naturally for you or it's something you tend to struggle with. And, and I think you're right, no matter where it's at, you need to keep something in front of you. That's going to keep your eye on the ball and, and keep you excited and engaged. Sure. So I guess for you, when, I guess, how did your vision with family heritage bring you to the point that you're at now? Yeah. All right. So to tell the backstory, just, just briefly, as, as far as my career history, um, I started in, uh, Travis and I did in, in the fall of 2004, pretty much sold, um, almost exclusively my first three or four years. That was my identity. We can come back to that idea if you want. And that's an important one, but my identity was that of a salesperson. Um, and so I didn't really start recruiting, until a few years in. And even then I did it, um, you know, kind of, uh, casually I'll, I'll say, I didn't really get serious about building a team until maybe six or seven years in some, somewhere in that range. And part of it was cultural too. Like at the time it wasn't as promoted or re rewarded as well as it is now. Um, but, uh, at any rate, um, that's when I kind of got serious about building. And then I became an agency owner in, I think it was 2015. <laughs> I should know that, but, um, and so kind of what got us here um, and, and what led me to, to this point um, is, so my dad passed away and um, this was in the, I always forget because he, he died on New Year's Eve. So I always forget which year it was, but it's been, it'll be four years now. So um, two years after I, two years before I transitioned. So I guess it'd be 2018. And um, in grieving, you know, the loss of my dad and then thinking about, you know, his life, what he had accomplished, and frankly, some of the things that he hadn't accomplished that he wanted to, that really got me reflecting on like, all right, is this, is this where I'm supposed to be? And and I never questioned that. Like, certainly, this was this being family heritage was was absolutely where I was supposed to be the entire time. You know that I was that I was here. 
Um, but what really got me thinking was like my dad loved, he loved theater. <laughs> he loved, he had been in a couple community productions, but was always doing the skits at, at church and that kind of thing. And um, that was something that he wanted to do in, in retirement. And he never got to retirement. He passed, he, when he passed away, he was 62. He didn't get to that sort of pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that, you know, right. we kind of think of or are conditioned to think about when it comes to like retirement. And that's when I'm going to go do the thing or things that I, that I really love, you know? And so, um, it kind of got me asking that, that, uh, what I think is one of the most powerful questions that a person can ask, which is just, what if, well, what if I didn't have to wait? I mean, I knew, I mean, obviously I knew I was pretty far along the path. I knew I wasn't going to have to work till I was, you know, whatever, 65, right. <laughs> you know, to be able to retire. Um, but I certainly hadn't even really considered transitioning, um, you know, certainly not this early right. until that kind of planted the seed. And then I really started to, to, to reflect on it, to think about it, to pray about it, to journal about it, to meditate on it, to ask, you know, trusted advisors what they thought. And um, then it was just one green light after another <laughs> that led to, you know, transitioning actually being a, a, a real thing. And everything has been, um, I mean, I got so many like green lights, you know, from, <laughs> you know, from, from everything that, that took place. Like I told you guys how I found the space, for example, when I first started kicking around the idea of getting a, getting a studio space, I looked at the map and it is literally across, you guys saw it's across the, the alleyway from the gym that I've been going to for 10 years. Right. Like when my door in the back is open, I wave to the, you know, to the gym <laughs> and walk over there and do my workouts and walk. So it's, I mean, one of many things that just like fell into place, you know, perfectly from there. <laughs> Let me talk about what if. Yeah, go for it. Cause I, I, I made a little note that I actually captured in my head. <laughs> um, I think that's a really power, powerful question when it comes to, to developing a vision is just asking like, well, what if, what if I, what if we could, you know, fill in the blank? That's really powerful. Um, and it's kind of that sort of whatever you want to call it, possibility thinking of like, all right, well, what would it look like if, you know, dot, dot, dot. And it doesn't always mean that it's going to be practical, right? Like if I'd asked the question, Hey, can I transition, you know, and retire, you know, three years in like, no dummy, that's not a practical <laughs> thing to, <laughs> um, you know, to, to expect. But I think it's a really, a really useful tool in sort of opening up, you know, your mind a little bit, especially if you're not as, as inclined to, you know, long-term thinking, you know, which, which I certainly, like I said, wasn't, you know? Um, so yeah, I think that's, if there's a takeaway to be, to be, um, to be had there, that's, that's, that's one of them is just asking that question. Well, what if, what if we could do blank? What if there weren't the normal limitations and the normal, normal sort of, you know, governor that we have on our, on right. what's possible and, and what could happen? Because, you know, I'm here to tell you like this, everything that they, everything that was told to me, like every promise that was made to me from, you know, Peter who recruited me through everybody else that, you know, whatever stood on stage or sat with me, you know, across a, uh, with a cup of coffee, everything that I was told was true. And I didn't believe all of it, you know, when it was, I mean, I'm generally a fairly trusting person, but yeah. you know, when you first start, you're like, yeah, you can, you're like, okay, sure, cool. Let me just, let right. me just, all right, let's, let's talk after I can figure out how to pay my bills doing this bucko, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it re this really is, um, you know, such a, an extraordinary opportunity to do what you want to do a lot sooner than you would be able to otherwise. Right. And I feel like that's so important to just stop and point out because you know, the confidence that you are able to gather from this business, right? Knowing that what people are telling you is actually true makes it a lot easier to unpack that what if 
if you feel like you're in a vehicle that you can trust, right? If you're like, it is possible to make a million dollars here. It is possible to do X, Y, Z. It's a lot easier to unpack that what if. So I guess, you know, fill in the blank for us. What if, What was that what if for you? What if I could open a studio? What, I mean, what does that look like? Um, rephrase your question for me. Fill in the blanks to your own what if. As you were unpacking everything after dad's after Got dad it. passed away, right? Fill in those blanks for us. Can yeah. I paint that picture? Yeah. So the first one was what if I could, you know, do what I what I feel like I was sort of like meant to do with the rest of my life, mm-hmm. you know, sooner than later. That was the that was the big question. Um and then that led to, okay, uh what how soon? You know, what if it was sooner, sooner than later, you know, and that led to conversations, which ultimately led to, to, you know, becoming a reality. Right. So, um, but that was the big one fundamentally was like, could I, could I transition to do something that I am, um, passionate about and that I feel like I was sort of built for, you know, and not to say, I mean, I was, I was absolutely passionate about what I was building and what I was doing. Like, it's not as though I was unhappy. Like I wasn't like, hey, get me the hell out of here as soon as possible. And that's why, that's why transitioning was such a like, wow, I guess this is really happening, you know, kind of, kind of thing. Like I was very happy. I, I love the time that I spent, um, you know, with, with family heritage. But I think that, um, that what if question was like, what if I could do what I feel like I was put here for? And I, let me, let me talk about that for a second. I think that's, and it's important to kind of unpack because, um, if, if you're listening to me right now and you think, oh, well, I'm not like Dylan, I'm not like Amber, I'm not like, you know, fill in the blank of your, you know, leader or the people who are on top of, top of the, you know, um, the, the rankings and what have you. Oh, they must love all this. They must be built for this. And there, I mean, <laughs> there are a couple of people that I could probably think of that are like really built for this. Like they were <laughs> made to do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but they're, they're unicorns, man. Like there, there aren't a lot. And, and, you know, I will, I will say that um, I've talked to a lot of highly successful people, Peter Ferrey being one of them who right. started Legacy and was the OG of, of every opportunity that, you know, that, that we have here from the, the Legacy tree, so to speak. Um, you know, I've, I've really gotten to know him and, and talked to him, you know, since transitioning and he never felt like he was built for, he wasn't made for this. So right. it's okay. Like, yeah. you know, there aren't, you don't have to be like out of the box wired for this business. Right. You can figure out how to do the things you have to do and lean into the strengths, your God given talents and abilities and, and really fully utilize those in a way that you probably wouldn't be able to anywhere else. Right. Yeah, no, I, would, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of people never actually end up accomplishing the things that they really, quote unquote, want to accomplish because they always just tend to do the things that they want to do yeah. in the moment. Right. So I guess for you over the course well, of and just let me just yeah, yeah. but and just believing the lie that, well, I don't like doing this. That must mean I'm not supposed to. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, for you over your you know 18 year career in family heritage, just an accelerated vehicle for you to actually get to this point that is retirement, working on, you know, your passion, art and all that kind of stuff. What were the things, I mean, what was it in the moment that kept you going through it, through it and enjoying the process? I mean, was it personal growth? Was it certain goals? What were the, what were those things? Yeah, it was, it was whatever, whatever goal or vision I had that, like I said before, was in the future. And thank you for bringing me back to that because that's, that's, that's relevant. I think the, 
the real utility of what having a goal or a vision is, even if it's not something that you realize. I'll never forget when Van Davenport, who I know you've had on already, yeah. um, you know, when he was, he was kind of like a, um, a hero or an avatar for me. Peter was always real smart at being able to <laughs> say, okay, you, we're, we're both tall. We got that going for us. We could, you know, you need something off a tall shelf. Like you got at least two <laughs> He's people. Your guy. He's your guy. We, we're your yeah, guy. Um, but, uh, but Peter would always point to Van and say, hey, Van pretty much just sold, you know, that was his identity initially. And then he, he was able to sort of see himself in a different way and totally figured out how to obviously build and become a tremendous, you know, leader and, and builder of a, of a business as well. And so, um, but I'll never forget when Van was talking about how he had, he kept a vision book and he would look back at it. And some of the things came to pass almost exactly. Everyone's got not everyone, but most people that are, that are in the game of sort of having goals and having a specific vision have those stories, and, and I certainly do as well. But there's just as many things that I had that really I got a lot of juice out of in the, in the moment yeah. that were meaningful to me at the time that I just kind of set aside. Right. And that's okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> cool. They were valuable. Like, they were the, the utility of that goal and that vision to bring me above whatever was in front of me at the moment. Served his purpose. Served his purpose. Right. You're really, really, really well. You know, so I think that's um, that's something else. So that's the power of a goal. That's the power of vision is it helps you to, I'll speak in the first person, it helped me to not get stuck in what was right in front of me. Yeah. And And this is where I think it's important. There's a misnomer of like, oh, when you're living your dream, certainly every day must be just glorious and amazing. And right. it's like, no, man, I, I mopped the floors today. <laughs> like I, you know what I mean? Like I, I do a lot of janitorial work around this space because it's freaking massive. So like right. I'm thankful for it, but you know, uh, that's just, that's just a silly example, but there's always going to be elements of what you're doing that you're not going to love, you know, fill in the blank with whatever your dream, you know, life situation is somebody who's doing that today is waking up, and being like, damn it. Right. Like, ah, F, I don't want to do it. I'm, I kind of want to, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, but they're like, oh, I got to go, you know, be a professional athlete today. Like, you know, whatever it might be. Um, you know, so there's always going to be elements of what you're doing that aren't going to be enjoyable. And the, the, the value and the power of having a vision or a goal that's, that's bigger than the moment is it gives you something to, it's a, it's a lifeline to pull you out of the moment because it's so easy to get stuck with what's right in front of you. And you know, the, the, the challenging part about, you know, the, the, the path in, in the business is that the hardest stuff is right up front. You know, we always say like in, in a traditional career and tr- traditional path, everyone's nice and it's cool up front. And then you don't realize the, the nasty little ugly things about the opportunity, the business, the people you work with until later on down the line, you're like, oh shit, maybe I wasted the last seven years. You know, this is the opposite where it's the worst, hardest stuff is right up front and it just keeps getting better and better, you know, over, over time. But, um, but there's always going to be aspects that you're not going to love and that's okay. Right. And I mean, in order to get to the point where you can say, you know, I've been here for overtime, right. As you said, I, I would say that you kind of have to at least enjoy a little bit part of the struggle that comes from, I guess, a healthy amount of struggle that it takes to get the reap the rewards of personal development. Um, I guess, how did you view personal development or just your own development over the course of your career in family heritage? Well, let me bring back to your question, but as you were asking it, you made me think of something else, which is that growth always hurts like it's supposed to. Yeah. I mean, anything that's that's going to have you know real value 
and, and it's going to be lasting, it's going to be freaking painful, right. you know, in, in the meantime. So, um, I'm not suggesting that we should all be like celebrating when we have painful, difficult times. Right. But if you think about it, the biggest, most valuable lessons that you've learned have come from challenges. Right. The most interesting people that you actually like want to be around and learn from have been through some shit right. <laughs> yeah, for, for, for sure. the most part. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's a lot, there's a lot to be said for embracing the suck, yes. you know, as the saying goes and realizing that, okay, I don't, I don't need to love this. I'm not going to love it, but it has, it has a purpose. Like it's taking me closer to somewhere, you know, that I would actually want to be. Right. Successful people are willing to do the things that others aren't. Yeah. Right. And whether it's, mopping a floor or going to work on a day when it's cold and snowy and you don't feel like it, right? I mean, you're right. Even professional athletes wake up some mornings and go, oh, I don't want to go to team practice today, right? Yeah. But they do it. Yep. You know, there, there's no dream that comes without those challenges. Totally. No. I went off on a tangent there. I didn't answer the, answer the question that you originally asked, though. I mean, you, actually, you actually answered it in yeah. a way, right, just in terms of enjoy, having the perspective that there is – a certain personal development and personal growth that comes from a healthy amount of struggle and the struggle that we get to endure here in family heritage, whether we're cold calling or we're getting rejected by people that are in the recruiting process mm-hmm. or we're bringing people on, we're falling in love with them and then they're breaking our hearts by leaving um, or whatever, right? So it seems like, and I would say the, you know, I've been in direct selling for 10 years now and I, I guess I would say I am a little bit addicted to that personal growth and personal development yeah. that does come from a little bit of struggle. And even though it does kind of suck in the moment, um, it's definitely allowed me to continue to excel. And I mean, I've seen that in all the people that I, you know, appreciate, respect and admire in family heritage, including uh, you, Nathan, where it's just like, you know, I, I dedicated myself to something that was really challenging for 18 years. And I guess what, I guess what I was asking is how, what was your view on, whether it was personal growth, personal development, or whatever, throughout the course of your career. So what? So what you just described is is uh, a positive feedback loop, right? right. Like when, you know, if then, if I do this, then I get that, right. you know. And I think that what's what's really unique about the family heritage path is that it's hard, it's painful, it's uncomfortable, but it's in a relatively controlled environment, right? Now that's not to say that there aren't going to be moments early on where you're going to worry about. I mean, I certainly did. I mean, here I'll tell this, tell my snot bubble story because people <laughs> love love hearing the snot bubble story. But well, let me get my coffee. You know, <laughs> you know, there was a moment. You know, about a year in. I mean, so I quick backstory. I went from like when I started, you know, uh, serious with my wife, but not yet engaged. You know, apartment. You know, no responsibilities. Right to 13 months later. Um, we got married, we had our first child, bought our first house and decided that my wife, Nikki was going to stay home and not work. That's 13 months in, you know, all of it. Right. So, you know, baby mortgage and, you know, replacing her, you know, income for our, our young, you know, baby household. Um, it was hard and there were, there were definitely moments where, you know, one in particular where I was driving to a train more and I needed to like, I needed to have a massive week just to be able to make the mortgage payment, 
before the 30 day grace period was up. Like it was, you know what oh, I mean? Man. And I'm driving to turf and I'm freaking balling. Like this is real, you know? So I'm, I'm not, when I, I, and I share that story because, you know, it's just one example of, of others, but it's not to say that there aren't, you know, real moments where you got to have that sort of like, okay, here we go, you right. know? But for the most part, most of the discomfort that one experiences in the family heritage path is in a controlled sort of environment. It's not actually life or death. It feels that way in the moment, right. you know, for sure, because we're still operating on a, you know, our reptilian brain from, you know, is, is this a, <laughs> yep, is this a threat? Right. And it feels like a threat a lot of, and even when it's not right. But, um, so I think this business from a growth standpoint is a lot like going to the gym where, you know, if you're doing it right, in my opinion, you're, it's going to, you're going to suffer. Right. You're, you're going to want it to stop as soon as possible. You know, it's going to be painful, uncomfortable, but you know, what's at the end of the, you know, you're going to feel better when you're done. So you know, what's going to lead to, you know, whatever your health and fitness goals, um, you know, might be. So I think that the sooner that one can sort of, uh, foster that agreement with themselves that, all right, I'm going to choose to see the forest for the trees. I'm going to choose to embrace where this is headed and not just where it's at. Right. That's a, that's a big one for sure. Yeah. I, I love that. I think, I think you, I think that really sums up a lot of just the choices that you've made along the way. You know, I think most people, if they're here long enough, have a snot bubble story of some kind. Right. And, and, you know, think, you know, thinking back to that day in your car, right. Did you ever truly believe you'd be sitting here now? No. You know, it's, it's so cool to think that far back and look at how far you've come. And when we talked about this podcast idea um, and you said, you know, so many of the things I learned at Family Heritage set me up for the success I'm having now. Yes. Right? So many of those little uncomfortable choices you made have given you the opportunity you have. So I guess, you know, what are, talk about that a little bit. What, what do you feel was your biggest, talk about some of those daily habits and and attitudes that you've taken away that are applying now. I had, this is, I'm glad you asked that. This, I had no clue how applicable all the things that I learned in the business are to something that on paper is completely different. Mm -hmm. So just to bring Art into my- insurance couldn't get any further apart. They're really I mean, not. Let's be honest here. Yeah, <laughs> no, and I, uh, I, I, I definitely went to great lengths to- uh, add creative elements to a business that is, doesn't necessarily reward it. <laughs> but having said that, just to bring this back in, I would say that building a business has yes. a lot of elements that absolutely, are yeah. and that and that is the point. You right. know, I just mean, the, you could sure. pick more left and right brain, you know, <laughs> right. types of building businesses. A culture, yeah, but the foundation is you're building something magnificent. Yes, right, right, and you learned the skills from one that you applied to another. It, it is absolutely. I mean, the things that that we learn here, the things that we teach here are are absolutely foundational is a perfect word for it to whatever else you might want to do. And I think that, you know, when I was in the business, I understood that I could see how, um, the, the things that I was experiencing, um, you know, professionally were, were helping me personally, you know, I mean, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, you could you could write a pretty good parenting book on buying atmosphere, <laughs> right? Just as an example, yeah, you know. Teacher kid had to like broccoli. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but I think that um, what I've been amazed by as I've as I've transitioned to a completely different space is how how useful the 
the skills. I mean, there are a lot of things that I had to learn. I mean, you, you, you talked about right brain, left brain. I'm definitely more, more, you know, oriented towards, you know, right brain, but I had to do a lot of those things. And I've had a lot of people as I've gotten more involved and get to know other artists were like, Oh, you're so organized. You're so, and it's like, I'm not, (laughs) not naturally. Right. But I, but I had to figure that out. Right. So that's the value of having to putting yourself in a spot where you have to figure certain things out because whether you're right back to Travis, you know, reason, season, lifetime, whether you're here for whatever, six months, six years, or, or, you know, 36 years, the things that you learn here will absolutely benefit you, you know, down the road. I mean, the, the, the amount of time that I, I talk about vision, for example, like there's things right now, like I'm a rookie again, you know, I'm trying to like, you know, over time, become an established, you know, artist in, in the art, like that takes time. Right. Even being, even, even blowing up and being an overnight success, which is highly unlikely, even that takes time, <laughs> you know what I mean? So they the, call it a starving artist for a reason. <laughs> that's right. Well, and, and thankfully I, I, I get to skip thankfully the starving part. That one. Yeah, yep, I, exactly. <laughs> I, I eat well as I'm figuring things out, but, um, but there's, uh, there's a lot of, um, I lost my train of thought there. What were we talking about? Uh, figuring things out over time. Yeah. Right? Hi, Nathan. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Amber, yeah, nice yeah. to meet you. <laughs> so that's one thing, actually, to be honest, like the ADHD in me is like, now I realize what a tremendous strength that is, you know, creatively, um, where it didn't necessarily help me a ton, but I had to figure out how to work around, right. you know, some of those things. Um, so the long-term, that's that, thank you. That's what I was going for. The long-term vision of where I want to go. And then I come back to like, there's plenty of discouraging moments that I'm, that I'm experiencing now. Why? Well, I've got big goals and they're not going to happen overnight. So there's things, some things are going to go great and some things aren't, but I now can understand, okay, when I put all of myself into this over time, it just gets better. You know, there's one thing that I understand like to my core, which is that repetition always wins. Like every single time repetition wins, you know? So, um, I'd like to think that I've got some natural ability, you know, artistically, but I know for sure that I'm going to keep hammering away and keep making work. Some of which is going to be good and some of which is going to be garbage, right. but I got, you got, I got to make the garbage to get to the good. Just like you got to do the crappy demos to get to the good ones. You got to go find the nose to get to like all of those things come full circle. And so whatever your, my point is for you listening, whatever your dream might be, let's just imagine for a moment that it might not be an insurance, which is totally okay. (laughs) Okay. Know that what you're doing here will absolutely serve you once you get there and accelerate the speed at which you can get there. Right. Like I've had moments where it's like, well, how different, just out of curiosity, how different would my life be if I had started off, if I, you know, whatever, gone to art school and just, you know, how far along might I be? Well, who, who knows is the first answer, (laughs) you know, I mean, statistically the most likely outcome is I would have ended up not, you know, continuing with art because most artists fall on the wayside because they, for, for a variety of reasons, maybe I'd end up teaching or something like that. Or a graphic design field or yes. For sure. Yeah. Something more, you know, whatever practical, you know, in in that regard. Um, so yeah, I mean this doing, doing this, uh, has allowed me to skip, you know, so many steps. So actually there's a, there, I I came prepared with two note cards. There's a quote (laughs) that I want to share that, that maybe hasn't been shared on this podcast yet before, but, um, but I love it and I share it all the time. Uh, it goes like this. If you know the way broadly, you will see it in all things. 
And um, I'm going to, I don't know, I should probably learn how to pronounce the name because I quote it so much, but uh, Mia, <laughs> Miyamoto Musashi, Miyamoto Musashi. If you know the way broadly, you will see it in all things, meaning that once you, it's pattern recognition, right? Once you see, oh, okay, that's how this works over here, then you can apply how it's going to work over there with, of course, a few tweaks and, and differences, but there's power in knowing that, hey, I figured something out. One of the hardest things that one person, that a person could figure out over here, gosh, I, I think I could probably figure out, figure this out over here. Right. Yeah. As you had, I guess, worked your way to a level of unconscious competence in one thing, you understood what it was to be competent in that thing. Yes. And you could transfer it over to right. something totally different. Yeah. And what I have that's so invaluable is I have an absolute belief that when I put my attention on something and continue to do it, I get better at it. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I think everybody should truly of course. believe yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's not unique to me, <laughs> for sure. No, I mean, but so many people I don't think. Stop before the, yeah, the thing clicks. It's hard. I don't want to do that, right? They don't. And, and what happened is just forcing yourself to do the things that were uncomfortable and hard in one area truly just became life skills for you Yeah, right. that carried over into, and I'm sure if Nikki was sitting here, she'd tell us how it carried over into your marriage and into parenting as well, right? So many places where that just hard work pays off tenfold, you yeah. know, which is what's so cool. For sure. And, and one of those things that we deal with in our career all the time is rejection. And we were talking about this before we hopped on the, the microphones, but um, if you wouldn't mind sharing some of the things in just terms of, you know, how dealing with rejection, learning how to process it has helped you, helps you now, helped you back then, would you know, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So that, I, I'll just open up a, a vein here. I have a tendency to, to just to take things personally, you know, <laughs> um, you know, so I never really, I never fully got over rejection, you know, in yeah. sales or like it still bothered me, you know, um, and, but I figured out like I had a, I had a recipe for when it came up and this kind of comes back to self-awareness, which we can talk about if you want, but, Oh, there I am worried about something I can't control, <laughs> you know? Okay, cool. When, if this happens or when this happens, cause it, it has before and it will continue to, then I might fill in the blank. I've got a, uh, a triage for, I know how to react and how to respond is a better word for it, you know, in the moment, as opposed to, Oh my gosh, what's going on, right? As human beings, we have a tendency to make things mean more than they really do. Right. And we have right. a tendency to take what's in the present and just extrapolate it out into this infinite future. Like, Oh, well, <laughs> I, mean, I didn't fall in this trap a lot, but it always, it always made me laugh when people would be like, I got a bad territory, you know, day, day one. <laughs> You're like, well, you, you might have found a little bad patch of it. Right. <laughs> it might be a bad, it's possible, but there it's more. There might be a common denominator in there. <laughs> yeah, more, it's more likely you just had a bad day mm-hmm. and those are going to happen. You know what I mean? So I think that, um, you know, the, the, the bigger the goals you're trying to go after, like I've got, I mean, fill in the blank with the most ambitious goals that one could have artistically. Like I want to have you know, gallery representation in New York and LA and, you know, ultimately Berlin and London. Like I want to be, you know, have my name in textbooks and all the crazy, like huge wild ass goals that, that are actually still uncomfortable for me and probably will be for a long time to say out loud. I, I actually don't say those around other artists cause it's like, okay, pal, Yeah, <laughs> but I'll, but I'll share with you. Not the, not that you guys aren't artists, but when I'm in, you know, having conversations with other things personally, you know, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, just not, not like regular insurance people like you, but like actual artists. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, but, uh, but when you've got big goals, um, you know, it, you, you are 
subjecting yourself to to more rejection or more yeah. moments where you're like, oh crap, what if what if this doesn't happen? You know? Right. And so I think because I've dealt with that, I mean I I'll just share a funny example that I share with Nikki. Well, we were going for a walk the other day and I was like, oh, I just had this light bulb moment where like cancellations always bothered me a lot. You know, whether it be can- cancellations from clients or when um obviously a, a, a new hire that I was excited about, a new team member that I was excited about you know, disappeared as, as they, as they it do sometimes. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. About 85% of the time, if my research <laughs> me correctly. Um, but, uh, um, what was my point? Oh yeah. So we're, so we're walking and I was like, yeah, uh, I just, I realized that the way, cause cancellations bothered me a ton, a ton, especially early on. I was like, Oh, what did I do? I, t- I took it personally. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Um, and I realized that, as I've sort of, you know, put my attention into growing an Instagram account and trying to grow a following and, and build a, a brand, so to speak, whatever, as, as an artist, um, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to get some of my stuff like out there in the, you know, art space, but, um, you know, the bigger the sphere of influence, the more trolls, you know, come yep. out from under their rocks and start saying, you know, create. So I, I took, I took, I instilled, I'm getting better, but I, like, like shitty comments. I'm like, I'm like, Oh my gosh. I get a lot of work to make a hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. Yeah. Let's just tease that and check out my Instagram. If you really want to know what that, that was a great example of a a shitty, uh, of a shitty comment, but, um, at Nathan Traborg, uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, no, it it, it really bothered. But then I realized, Oh, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that personally. You know, I'm going to a place of, of, you know, of shame or whatever, um, when it has nothing to do with me, it has everything to do with the person who just didn't want the policy, the recruit who just didn't want the opportunity or this, you know, person who just is, you know, making comments for whatever reason that they got going on. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So thick skin, it takes a little while. Yeah. If you're out there and you feel like you don't have thick skin, okay. Yeah, You'll no. be okay. <laughs> Some people just come in with it, right? Like, yeah. so, you know, I think, uh, one of the best examples of somebody who's just, so Tyler Grinder is like, he yeah. is built to, d- he just does not give a bleep about, <laughs> you know, rejection or what anybody else, like he just, it just bounces right off of him, you know? And it actually bothered me a lot because I'd be trying to, I just need being distracted. Um, <laughs> it bothered me a lot because I would, I would, uh, you're like, is he, is he back there? Yeah. What, what <laughs> We have another surprise guest in the studio. <laughs> For those of you listening, uh, <laughs> I was just looking over Amber's shoulder, um, but uh, but it actually bothered me because I was like, I tried to like get get to him and try and yeah. like have something land you know, that I thought he needed to hear, and it'd be so like, whatever, man. <laughs> but uh, but so he would be an example of a unicorn in that regard, you right. know, when it comes to sales, where like rege- he he literally is rejection proof. But he's he's the minority, right? Like sure. I don't know hardly anybody. I mean, Justin might be might be somebody else in that category. I mean, there's probably a few others, but we're talking about like a percent of a percent, yeah. you know. And I was on the further end of the spectrum. Like I really had to work to get over dealing with rejection and not taking that personally. Yeah. How did you do that? Reps, just time. You know what I mean? And I and I think that um how did I that's a great question. Let me it's just callous almost, right? Not it is. It really is. Yeah. yeah. I think um the best yeah. It, a lot of it was self talk. Okay. A lot of it was having having affirmations and having like the truth yeah. written down. Um I'm a big fan of um I guess 
my last five or six years, I don't know where, I can't remember which book I found this in. It might be the magic of thinking big maybe is where I, where I heard about this originally, but the idea anyway, you can look it up if you're curious, but it's, it's the idea is having a personal code and a personal code is where you write out like the truth about yourself and where, so an example would be, um, you know, I, if I'm worried too much about what other people think like clients or, you know, whatever else, um, the truth is my wife loves me, my daughter, like my family loves me, my friends love, you know? And so I would go back to that and I read and reread that, um, countless times to be reminded of what's, what's real and what's true. Centered, Yeah. And so that's where, whether it be affirmations or that was something, and I refreshed it every year where I had the truth about myself and also some specific points of my long-term vision. And it was like, oh yeah, that's right. That's what's real. That's what's true. And no matter where I might be in the moment, that's where I'm ultimately heading. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Now that uh, makes me think about just the, the, the idea or the concept of making decisions based on values or making decisions based on principles based on, or as opposed to based on uh, your emotions. Yeah. And, uh, bringing it back to Tyler Grinder real quick, just the, the strength or the unicornness of him and just being able to not really care about what people think and not care about that much about rejection. If you're wondering how to have more fun in this job, I mean, it, from what I've gathered from Tyler Grinder in the episode that we had with him, he has more fun than most people. Yes. And it is as a, res- it is as a result of simply just starting to care less and less about what people think and just doing his best in every moment. Yeah. Well, and I th- in, in the back to that unicorn thing, like I think that um, Tyler's a phenomenal trainer and he pretty much has been since he started. Right. But I think one of the things that I remember hearing a couple times from newer agents who would follow him would be, oh, there's just no way I could not, <laughs> right. you know, care that said. much yeah. or pull somebody off a lawnmower while they were cutting or whatever it might right. be, you know what I mean? Or run out into the field while they're in a tractor and, you know, um, feel- and the, the point is you, that's okay, that right. that's not natural to you because there's plenty of things, I'll be happy to share them right now, that Tyler's not good at. <laughs> <laughs> and I would because I know I actually know he wouldn't, he wouldn't care at all. But, Let's test um, Tyler's thick skin. Let's go. <laughs> but the point is like just because, you know, that doesn't come naturally to you doesn't mean you're not, you're not cut out for this, for this right. business, you know. Yeah. But that goes back to what you said. You lean into your strengths here. Yeah. And then you figure out the rest. That's right. Right? Lean into what you're good at, lean into what you know. Yep. And then the rest of it we help you with. Yeah. Right? And that's true every single step of the way. Yes. You know, so I think that was one of my fears or one of the things that held me back from getting into, you know, building was oh, well, I don't have the patience, I don't have the organizational skills, I don't have the fill in the blank that so and so does. Therefore, I must not be cut out, you know, to do that. And the reality is you can learn how to do almost everything. And what better place than a business where everyone's willing to like open up their little bag of secrets and just tell you whatever you you want to figure out, you know? Well, and even, you know, I always say like 80% of the people we sit on with say no, right? I mean, we're in a business where 80% of the time people don't buy 
20% of the time and look at the income and the success and the families we protect with a 20% success rate, right? right? The only other career you can be wrong 80% of the time and still get a paycheck as a weatherman, Yeah. right? I mean, that's it, <laughs> right? And I would much rather have this job. So I think that is, it's just so important leaning into it and knowing that you get to fail more times than not and still come out of this with an amazing career and so much development and so much success and such a cool journey and story. I think that's really important to remember. Let me take a hard turn here and go back to something that we talked about earlier because um, I didn't want to. I don't want to forget this, but um, the because you asked before about like what helped in terms of the vision, you know, long term. I think that um, I was able to avoid one of the most common traps that this that people in family here, like just the, the opportunity as a whole has, which is getting to good enough and then getting stuck. Yeah. It's, it is, it is uncommon to transcend the expectations that you had, you know, when you came in and we've all seen it countless times where a person gets to a point where they're making as much or maybe a little bit more right. than they had before or, um, you know, more than anybody else they know. And there's just sort of this, you know, self-correcting behavior that kicks in like, whoa, almost like, oh, this is kind of rarefied air. I don't belong up here. Right. Or, hey, good, good enough's good enough. And listen, if you're living the life that you believe you were intended to, whatever your definition of success is, God bless you. Like, yeah. you don't have to go. You don't, you don't yeah. have to take this anywhere that anybody else has. It's up to you. And that's the beautiful thing about it. But be clear with yourself about what that definition of success looks like and and just be honest with yourself about, all right, is this really what I want? Am I really okay being, being here? And look, I had, I mean, I don't want to over romanticize the path for me. It's not as though this was just a just steady upward trajectory by any right. stretch. Like there were certainly large stretches of time when I lost track of the vision, when I was just getting by as opposed to getting ahead, getting ahead. Yeah. Um, which was one of my sort of things back in the day was, are you, you know, just asking that question of, are you getting ahead or are you just getting by? And just getting by is the most common, the most common thing. Like, Hey, I'm surviving, you know, life's good. Um, so if there's something that that I did well and something that I would really encourage people to do is to continue asking that question, um, you know, what if, what if, right. Then, Then what if the next thing was possible? Because you really are, in an all you can eat buffet where everything is available to you if you're of course you know willing to pay the price uh, and work for it but it does take work to once you get to that next that next level whatever it might be for you right. to be and, and not from a place of 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 you know urgency or necessity like that's not the right word but it, it comes from a place of gratitude like wow I'm so thankful for how you know where I'm at and how far I've come and from that place of thankfulness and gratitude, what else could I, right. could I do? And then right beyond that, who else is it for? Right. Cause it can't, it can't just be, you know, for you. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's hard to stay hungry if it is just for you. And, uh, I guess bringing it, bringing it back just for a second. Cause I think that, um, we were mm-hmm. talking a little bit about, uh, uh, Tyler Grinder taking, not taking things too seriously, not taking things personally, uh, that is something that most people in this career are going to have challenges with. And two quotes that I've heard that have helped me, and hopefully they'll help some listeners right now. Uh, one, I heard from Justin Ellingson. I'm not sure where he got it, but it's, you know, 30% of people are just not going to like you because of who you are. 
33% of people are just going to, they are going to like you because of who you are. And then the other 33% are going to fall somewhere in the middle. And the more, the better job you do of just being the best version of yourself, you know, we're just going to have a lot of people hopefully come to that, that upper end. Um, and the other one was by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And uh, he said, what is the point of being on this earth if all you want to do is be liked by others and avoid trouble? Um, but when we can make agreements wrapped around those two things, you know, it just it makes everything else when it comes to dealing with people and dealing with rejection a lot more simple. Yeah. 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 So, you know, something else in that same vein um, that I think about in terms of just the you know personal personal growth is. I mean, man, so something that, <laughs> something that 42 year old me would go back and tell, you know, 24 year old me is like, yeah. you have no idea how much growth is in front of you. And I am really confident that whatever 68 year old me, you know, would, <laughs> would have a similar thing to say to 42. Year old, like you have no, I mean, you guys remember when you were, when you were a kid and you're like, whatever age you are today, <laughs> like, Oh, what, how old are you Dylan? 31. Okay. Yeah. So you're still a little, little baby child. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Needs nap time soon, actually. But so. even at, even at 31, right? Like, you know, you're like, oh, once you're 30, you're just, when you're a kid, you're like, that's old, right? Yeah. Like you're done. <laughs> like if, if we, if we went back in time and asked, you know, whatever 12 year old Dylan, Hey, do you think you'll be pretty much a, a fully formed, you know, grown up when you're 31, you'd be like, point me to a 31 year old. First of all, like, oh, that person's 31. Yeah. I hope, I hope I'm done by then. Right. right? <laughs> but you have no freaking clue how much growth, mm-hmm. how much opportunity there is to understand who you are, what you're capable of and how to, how to do it. Right. Right. Like it, it is infinite. I mean, the amount of, of, um, you know, personal growth and reflection that I've had a chance to do, um, both in this business and, you know, and since then is, is tremendous. I think that, um, you know, the unexamined life is not worth living. I mean, I think that that self-awareness piece is huge. And that is one of the things that like, I pay really close attention to people. I pay really close attention to, um, people that I respect, especially of course, and people that, you know, have done something that I aspire to do. And one of the most, I think, common characteristics with very few exceptions is a high level of self-awareness. And, and, and that's, a, that's a job. Like that takes work. But it's, it's one of those uncomfortable things where like, are you really willing to, you know, sort of peer into the deep, dark little recesses of, of your head and your heart and figure out what's really going on there? You know, so I'm just right. a huge proponent of, of, you know, taking the time, putting in the work to understand yourself better because the better that we understand ourselves the more equipped we are to do whatever it is we're trying to do, the more service we can provide to the people, you know, around us. Um, but that's just a big one for me. One of the, one of the books I recommend more than any other is a book called awareness. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's probably not one that gets talked about on this. Uh, it's not a business book. So anyway, um, awareness is the name of the book and the author's name is Anthony DeMello. That's one of my favorite books, um, on the subject, but, um, you know, one of the things I think that's important along those lines is, is the idea, and this is something I've thought about a lot lately, is just the idea of, of pruning. You think about, um, I, have, I have unsuccessfully attempted to maintain uh, two bonsai trees, and they both died, and it, and it, 
<laughs> it's really it like I had to have a little ceremony to get. Did you take it personally? I totally did. Yeah, because you know I I didn't buy it. I didn't plant the thing. It'd probably be even worse if I, you know, I bought at one point I bought one that was like 17 years old, and I just I just killed a 17 year old. I'm with you. I mean, I I can grow a business, but I cannot grow a plant. Oh, I've no. never kept a plant alive. I like the plants that when they start to die, you water them again and they come back to life. Like the philodendron, they're all over my house. There's one kind of plant I can keep alive. <laughs> no, snake plants are my jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the ones that's that just keep it. growing, those yeah. are the ones. That's a, yes. That you have to try to kill. Yeah. It's, I can keep my kids alive. I'll consider that a victory. <laughs> but one of the things with, with bonsai, bonsai especially, um, or just you know plants in general, is that they, they need to be pruned, right? You need to, it's not just about growing. It's not just about adding new things. Right. It's about subtracting the things that no yeah, longer exactly. serve you. And that's a really, um, it's, it's easier, I think, it was for me and it is for me anyway, to sort of, you know, latch onto a new idea and try it out and, and throw it in the mix. But I think it's even more powerful, especially as we, as we um, uh, you know, whatever, the more time you, you spend acquiring things is to look at like, all right, this may have, I may have a reason for adding this into the mix. And, and could be, when I say this, it could be anything, but let's just talk about time because that's a real, you know, obvious and important example. Um, along the way, I have been intentional about removing things that no longer served a purpose, that were no longer in alignment with my, with my ultimate goal. So just as an example, um, I realized, when did I stop? trying to think of what doesn't really matter what year this was, but um, I realized how much energy I was putting into fantasy football. Um, and because I'm competitive and I'm a researcher, right? So I had a, I had a moment where it was a long time. It's been at least 10 years since I've, since I've been a fantasy addict, but I, um, I remember, you know, it was a Sunday and I had the TV was watching a non like, Descript inconsequential game by two random teams, but I had a couple guys in there, you know, and I was sitting there and I had my laptop set up to watch the the score, right? And uh, and and the girls who were you know toddler ish age at the time were like, you know, playing or or asked me, hey, let's go out. I'm like, no, I'm, and I had that one of those light bulb or whatever you know, moments where it's like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> like, <laughs> This doesn't matter at all. Like it, not even a little bit, you know? And so it was fine, you know, before we had kids, it, look, if you, whatever you love, you love, right? If that, if that's got a place for you, cool. Like, no, there's nothing inherently bad about fantasy football. There's nothing inherently bad about, so here we, we sit here in the um, NCAA tournaments going on. I have not watched one minute of and I love bas- I love basketball. I love watching sports, but it's just not something that you know serves my ultimate goal and what I want to be doing. So it's just not something that I that I pay attention to anymore. Those are small, you know, silly examples. But everyone's got fluff. Everyone's got that you. If you're listening to my voice, if you're hearing my voice right now, there are things that you are spending energy that are you you are putting energy into that are not in alignment with your goals and, and with your purpose. And that's okay. It means you're a human being. But I think just being engaged in the process of considering, okay, it does this fit, and it, it's a it's it's a very like it's not an easy conversation to have with yourself, but it is very binary in that it's is this consistent with my priorities, yes or no, right. and that's kind of back to that that whole idea of having a personal code of like who the hell am I, what am I about, what am I trying to do, is it in alignment with this, yes or no, if yes, keep doing it, if no, 
at least consider <laughs> scaling it back or removing it altogether. And I'm just a big like self-experimenter. You know, I love just trying things. Like you never know what you can do without until you try, <laughs> until you try to do without it. And right. you'll be amazed at, at what you can do with the space that creates. Yeah. Do you have a, like a personal mantra or anything like that, that you say to kind of jolt yourself back into, Oh yeah, this is who I am. Yeah. I mean, I've got a few, one of them that comes to mind is that there's nothing that I can't figure out how to do at the highest level. Um, which is not true. Like there's a lot of things. I mean, it's not like, it's just not, <laughs> you know, like if I was like, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm going to become a, a horse jockey. You're like, okay, sweet. Yeah. Six, five, two thirty. Good luck, bud. <laughs> you might find a Clydesdale that can get you out of the gate. That's about it, you know, but so of course that's not like objectively true, but, right. um, but a lot of self-talk isn't, you know, like it's, that's programming, man. Like that's, that's the game that you're engaged. If you're trying to be successful in a business like this, and I would argue if you're trying to do anything that is of an extraordinary, you know, variety, yeah. you know, it's going to require you to change the way that you think and continue to evolve as time goes on. I mean, thinking about things in terms of evolving as a human being and evolving as an organism is something else that kind of falls in line with that, with that pruning idea as well. Yeah. What was the original question? I just, if you had a personal mantra. Oh yeah. 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 And I think back to your point too, with the pruning, I think that is also super important with relationships too, especially in this business. It's just, who do you surround yourself with? Right. Yeah. What are, what are they doing? What, and you know, if you're surrounding yourself with people that don't go to work every day, right. Or don't live at a certain standard, right. They're ultimately pulling you down. Yeah. Um, And so I think it's just as important to look at who you're spending your time with as much as what you're spending your time on. No question. Absolutely. And regardless of whether they're, you know, they're here or somewhere else, right? Or is, it a, is it a two-way relationship where you are giving and taking and they are giving and taking? Or is it just one of those things going one direction? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it, sounds, it sounds cold-hearted if you say it, <laughs> if you say it wrong. But, like, there are, um, uh, how do you say it? Like, relationships don't, they shouldn't exist just because of nostalgia. Right. Right. That's hard. It is. It, it definitely. I mean, especially if you're. Um, I mean, especially families, of course, the hardest. Um, you know, but uh, I mean, family's family. But outside of that, um, well, I mean, there, you, even with family, that could be the case as well. It, it, limiting your exposure to certain. That's a you know, whole podcast of, on its own. Yeah, it's not. That's not really a road I want to go down. But, um, but just you know, not having. Well, we've always been. We've always been friends, or like. You know, I mean, hang out with. We grew up together. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Like, okay, cool. You grew up together and now you're not growing up. Well, hopefully you're still, (laughs) you're still growing, but (laughs) you're not 14 anymore. (laughs) So does this relationship still like, does it still, is it still in alignment with where you want to go and where you want to be? Yeah. Yeah. It's important. Mm Self-reflection. You said something before that I thought was so cool that I wanted just to come back to. And it said, you know, 24 year old Nate would tell. I'm sorry, 42-year-old Nate would tell 24-year-old Nate, right? Can you expand on that a little bit more? I think it'd be really fascinating. I mean, what would, what would you know, 18 years into the business, moving on to the next level of your dream, tell, tell Nathan in day one, week one, year one of the business? Yeah, I mean, probably just it's all real. <laughs> like it, re- it really is all 
this is everything and more that it was, that is cracked up to be. I mean, it, this is embarrassing for me to admit, but I, I legitimately, I didn't fully understand like how good this business actually is until I left it until I, until I, in terms of like the renewals, for example, like right. what the power That's of renewal real. they can actually, <laughs> Oh, this is real, yeah. you know? And of course, I mean, I spent, I mean, like anybody who's, who's smart, like, you know, it's, it's a good idea to be, be aware of, you know, what you're building. And it, it starts off as a little bit bitty trickle. It's not going to be sexy right off the bat, but as time goes on, stick and stay and make it pay, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But it's real. I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest things. I mean, shit, if I could, if I could give myself a look, you know, my whatever 24, actually when I was, I was really excited when I was brand new. So this would be more for like 25 year old, yeah, yeah. you know, the new wife, phase. new baby, yeah. new house, you know, mm-hmm. new bills, to, uh, Nathan that would need to hear this, but, um, yeah, it's not, it's not as big as it feels. Not and that's something, scary. right. And that's something that 60 year old Nathan would tell 40, is that right? Did I do the math right? Yeah. 18 would tell <laughs> whatever 42 year old me as well right. is like, it's not cause there's things right now that I'm worried about, that I'm anxious about that. I'm, you know, that, that, Oh, what if this doesn't go? Like, it's not that big a deal in right. the grand scheme of things. There's only a handful of things that, that really matter. So that just comes back to perspective, you right. know? Um, I'm trying to think I had, you know, one of my, one of my mantras, that I got a lot of mileage of over time was uh, presence, perspective, peace of mind. You know, so presence, um, you know, being here right now, there's all things that we got to do later on today. There's other things we got to worry about. Um, but being present, you know, in the moment is, a, right. is really, really not easy to do. <laughs> um, you know, that perspective thing's a big one, right? Like getting out of what's right in front of you, getting, just getting, just being able to, to remove yourself from what, what feels like it's life or death. Right. P.S. It's not, <laughs> um, you know, and then, and then with peace of mind, just being sort of, you know, the goal and realizing that you can declare it and at least, at least be aware that it's available to you. Maybe not in that exact moment, but the more, <laughs> again, back to programming, the more right. you tell yourself, you know, I'm a big, big believer in positive self-talk and affirmations and, you know, because man, the, the negative, the, I can't remember where I heard this. Um, I think it was a, a, like a meditation book, but, uh, on there, it's, it's just, it's perfect. Um, the author wrote, and I'm paraphrasing here, but if your thoughts, if your natural thoughts were a person, they would be the most negative, <laughs> caustic, awful human being, and you would immediately run the other way. <laughs> right? And it's true. Yeah. Probably. I think it's true even for like inherently positive people. people. You know, right. people yeah. who you're like just just seem to radiate positivity and optimism. Like we all have that. You know, and again back to kind of the business, like this is a business that it reveals it reveals strengths. It also reveals I don't even want to say weaknesses, but just the reality of what you've got Truths. going on. Truths. Yeah. Truths. And, you know, look, it's up to you. You can face it here, like kind of like I mentioned before, in kind of a more controlled, <laughs> you know, environment, um, you know, where it's not actually life or death. Or you can, you know, wait until, you know, life puts something truly, you know, traumatic or tragic in your path and forces you to have to figure it out. Right. Or in my, in, in my opinion, you know, worst case is, 
you know, you just sort of work around it and avoid dealing with that stuff. And we all know people who are in the latter, you know, whatever years of their life or have been around people like that, who you can just tell, like, they've got some unresolved, like, like, you know, tough stuff that they never really looked at. and And it, and it, literally casts a shadow over everything they did for their entire life. Right. Never and it goes away. Never goes, not on its own. Right. You got to deal with it. Yeah. And I guess, Amber, do you have any mantras that you use on a, on a daily basis, weekly basis, annual basis or anything like that? that I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, up, back into I'm a, I'm a affirmation girl all the time. You know, that's my biggest thing. And it's just, you know, I can't be the person my kids are going to be proud of. Right. I'm good at what I do. And, and I'm just constantly, my affirmations are my, so I don't know if that answers your question, yeah. but yeah, it's just be the person my kids are going to be proud of. I'm always being watched and I need to remind myself that even when I don't think I'm being watched, right, somewhere I am. And we always perform better when there's eyes on us, right? right. So if you're constantly reminding yourself you're being watched, you'll perform better. And uh, yeah, in case it's helpful, like it's one of the things that I constantly go back to whenever I feel myself either, you know, getting into a spot of insecurity or just forgetting who I am or what I'm doing, why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, it's I'm a loving, service-minded, courageous leader. And those are the things that I try to step into whenever things do get challenging or mentally I, I feel challenged. I just remind myself who I am or who I really ultimately yep. want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nathan, one thing that I wanted to ask you is uh, uh, two things that actually have made your eyes light up throughout this uh, podcast. One was identity and the other was self-awareness. You've talked, we've talked a little bit about self-awareness, but would you mind diving into some of that stuff? Yes. Identity is a big one. I think, um, you know, and, and this is a, you know, it's, it's right in line with, with affirmations and just, you know, how, how we see ourselves is way more important than how anybody else, you know, sees us. Yeah. Cause you're with yourself all day, right. <laughs> all day, every day, you know? And I think that, um, you know, understanding that, um, there are, there are certainly core things about who you are and like how you were put together, you know, some nature, some nurture, but like there are some things that are, that are unchanged about all of us, but that's the smallest slice of the pie by far. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not sure if I'm saying that in a way that makes sense, but does that make sense yeah. when I say that way? Like there's so, there's so much that is, that is malleable. That is that you can change. And I think one of the most um, awful things that a person could say to themselves. And usually we say it when other people are around, but that's just the way I am. Mm. Yeah. It's not just the way you are. It's right. the way that you have become by conditioning, by time. And in staying that way, it is the way that you're choosing to, to continue to be. Right. The way Developing. you're hardwired is not the way you are unless you choose it. That's right. Develop Absolutely. a fixed mindset as opposed yep. to a growth mindset. That's what it is. Yeah. That, that's really what it is. That's yeah. Perfect. Yep. Yeah, and I think that um, I mean, if I could, if I could write a book or if I could, um, you know, gift anybody a certain, you know, uh, mindset, whether it be within the family heritage, you know, path or not, it would be to to really have that growth mindset, to really have that. And I kind of equate that with an abundance mindset. Yeah. You know, I think that the the on the other side of the coin, the fixed mindset or the scarcity mindset. Are, are, are close cousins, you know, yeah. they're, they're from the same, you know, family. Um, but just that idea of like, you can absolutely choose, um, the identity that you want to grow into. Yeah. You can, you can, and, and 
as long as you're willing, right? Right. Big old asterisk as there always as is as. with anything that's, that's special and unusual or extraordinary right. is you've got to be willing to put in extraordinary, um, you know, effort to get there. But it, it's a, it's an uncomfortable thing. You know, when it comes to identity, it's important to, to really be willing. And this is something I'm working on right now. Like I have really made, um, my emotional health and, What's a better way of putting that? Like this whole journey of self-discovery. I've worked with a lot of, um, you know, therapists and coaches. So uh, just as an example, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in recovery. I've been working the 12 steps for it'll be 20 years uh, sober now. Um, yeah, in less than a month here. But that's an example of like, you know, trauma forcing the, like it's necessary now. Kind of like somebody has, who's, you know, making poor lifestyle choices who, is overweight and has a heart attack and like, all right, right. all right, listen, now's the time. You got to start making some different lifestyle choices if you want to, whatever, you know, right. be around when you're, when your kids, to see your kids and your grandkids grow up. But um, it's that identity of initially, you know, early in recovery, it was, could I even wrap my mind around being somebody who didn't, you know, use drugs every single day, you know, just to be okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. And that didn't, doesn't happen quickly. Right. But all right. Could I now envision myself as somebody who defaults to gratitude as opposed to whatever other negative, (laughs) you know, force, you know, might, might be at play. Like there's a, a bunch of different, you know, steps along the way. And I guess what I'm here to say is there's an infinite number of steps, you know, along, like there's no limit to how much we can continue to grow and evolve as long as we're willing to sort of, you know, consider, all right, this is the way I see myself now, but what else might be possible? And are there other people who have done it, you know, and would they take my call? (laughs) And that's one thing that I think, um, again, I, I, not to be negative about it, but I think one of the, one of the things that always like, I think I shared this on the conference call with you guys the other day, but it just, it freaking blows my mind how, few people really take full advantage of mentorship Yeah, who are really willing to just ask like, Hey, it doesn't, I mean, there's no paperwork involved. You don't need to get notarized. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, will you be my mentor? Like, okay, let's go to the courthouse. It's not, it's not that serious. It's just <laughs> like, Hey, would it be cool if I called you once in a while, you know, and ask questions, right? Here's an example. Um, so I was on, on y'all's, uh, conference call maybe a month ago or something like that. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I said something like, Hey, if you want, if I can be a value, like here's my phone number, guess how many people have called? (laughs) None. Well, you, I guess, because you you asked me to have this conversation, but that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I win, I win. And so I've gotten real comfortable with like throwing it out there, knowing that hardly anybody you know is is going to. But I've always been. Let me th- let me check myself there. Is that true? Always, as long as I can remember, I've yeah. been that one person who, when you throw it out there, I'm going to be the one who's gonna who's gonna call who's gonna you know and I and I've done that now in in the art space like I've. I've DM'd artists that are well beyond, like way ahead of, of, you know, where I am and ultimately where I want to be. Um, and just said, Hey, is it cool if just reaching out and wouldn't you know it way more say sure than no thanks. Why? Because successful people want to throw the ladder back, (laughs) right? Right. They want to pay it forward. They know that they're only where they're at because of the generosity and assistance of other people. So I think that's one of those things when it comes to, again, this, this overall theme of just growth and and development is just, 
be willing to, you know, ask those questions of people that you have access to. Like that's one thing that's really special about the family heritage business model is like we all, you know, everybody, we, you, you all, everyone wins together, right? Like there's nothing, you know, the more, the more you give, the more there is, you know, there's nothing um, that a person who's giving that advice or giving that feedback is going to lose, by, by sharing it. And if anything, they're going to gain and they know they're going to gain by just having that conversation and being reminded of what they know, right? right? Like whenever we hit stop on this, I'll be better off than I was when we started because I'm being reminded of things that I probably wouldn't have been thinking about or talking right. about otherwise, right? <laughs> right? Like it's so, you know, one hand washes the other, but just being willing to, to be vulnerable to ask real questions, not just like, Hey, how do you work with bigger groups? Right. That's a good, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a fair question too, right. but also like deeper questions like, Hey, what, what have you done to grow? Right. What's the most impactful book you've read, you know? Um, and, and, you know, give to get, right. Hey, I'm struggling with this. <laughs> can you help me with it? Or do you know somebody who can, cause chances are really good as connected as people are in the, in the family heritage model. And as well as, uh, as everybody knows one another, that if the person you're asking doesn't, doesn't have an answer, they're probably going to know somebody, you know, who does. And there's a really good chance that the person who does know is going to be willing you know, to sure. offer it up and to, and, and to share, you know, but, but identity can be, can, can evolve. It can grow. It can shift over time. And the best way I've found to do that is just, just, I am statements, you know? So an example would be, um, just a simple one, but I am protecting multiple families today. I mean, the number of times I said that, you know, um, and the formula is pretty simple. It starts with I am and it's, uh, what is that? An adverb ing? Just, able to ask that just say yes. Just say it. <laughs> yes. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Whatever. I, it's happening in real time. I think that's an adverb. Anyway, it's happening, right? right. Not I am going to. That's a wish. Right. I am going to. No, I am protecting multiple families today and to not limit yourself. Or for me, I am working with multiple you know, galleries, I, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. Um, and I will tell you, and this is where I think my perspective today, I kind of mentioned it before, but it's, you know, I say that just, just my feeling right now of, of saying, you know, what I just said, it's like, whew, cause that's, it's not, it's not true. <laughs> okay. You have to say to change right, right. now, you have to say things that are not factually <laughs> correct. You just lie to yourself. <laughs> if all you did was just like <laughs> say things that are already like factual, right. you're not, it's just, you're just confirming wherever you're at. Right. <laughs> so fingers crossed, that's a place you want to be. Cause you're not going to write it. So you have to be, you know, this sounds, sounds funny, but you have to be willing to, you know, lie to yourself for your own, for your own good <laughs> so that you can live into that new reality. For sure. Yeah. And there is, I mean, there is, to that, there is value in acknowledging where you are in a very, very factual sense, so that you can then Move speak forward. this thing Certainly. that is not yet here yep. into existence. Yep. And uh, you know, for you, going from you know, like you mentioned earlier, right, addict to agency owner to established artist, um, that's a you know, that's a process, and you know, that's a unicorn. That's a unicorn, right, <laughs> Steve? I mean, one of the uh, great um, quotes from Steve jobs. You cannot connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back Yeah, and Holy crap. That's a, yep. I mean, that's a, mm-hmm. a, some dots to connect right there. That's yeah. inspiring. And, uh, it's inspiring for sure. And uh, I mean, for anybody that you would ask, mm-hmm. um, and I'm so glad that you brought just some of the things that you just brought up just because we've talked about this in, um, effort in the effort and attitude process, excuse me, episode, uh, just that the most important opinion that you can have on any day is the opinion that you have of yourself, 
most important conversation that you have on any day is the conversation that you have with yourself. Um, and that's what Nathan's talking about right now. So thank you for, I mean, sharing your insight on, on all this stuff. It's, it definitely, it sounds different. It feels different hearing it from someone who is, um, beyond the, that line of retirement, um, and just kind of living into, into your life's purpose. So it's, yeah. Thank you for sharing all of it. Yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. Gives us a little sparkle, you know, the glamour and the glitz behind the scenes of what's next, which is super cool. It's, it's, it's like I said, I mean, just to put a bow in it, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's real, you know, if you're willing to, if you're, if If, you're willing to, if, 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 (laughs) yeah, if, if you are willing to put in the work, then it's all available to you, you know, and the people who have done the things that you might want to do, they're not special. Like they're all just people. You know what I mean? Like there certainly there's there there like I said before, there Special are certain qualities. Of course, certain yep. characteristics that are that predispose a person to be in, you know, better at something than, than something else. Um, but you've got that too. Yeah. Or or a version of it, you know, in your own and let's just say we had, you know, a big old mixing bowl of the whatever, fifty or a hundred possible or if we boil it down to, to a dozen core character traits or characteristics, whatever it might be, you may only have one or two of those twelve. That's all it takes. Like all it takes, you only have to have like, you know, one superpower and it might be totally random and it might be something that doesn't make any sense and that you can't even in your mind connect to being successful in this business. It will serve you if you lean into it and if you're willing to at least become adequate at a basic level at the things that you don't like doing or that don't come naturally to you. Right. Yeah. The things no one else wants to do. Yeah. But just like I said, just, I mean, if I had a talk, if I had a, you know, drum that I would bang from here to forever, it's just like be engaged in the game of growth. Like, yeah. you know, good enough is, is not good enough. You know, you, you, you didn't come this far to only come this far, right. you know? And, and so there's always more, but you have to be willing to open yourself up to the possibility of what that next step, you know, would, would look like, um, and, and be, be putting, you know, good things in your head and your, in your heart, you know, listen to the right people, you know, people have, I'm sure heard, if you've heard me talk, you've heard me say this, but the fact that you can get, <laughs> talk about mentors, but like, you know, my, my, my artistic mentor, I had a chance to be in a mentorship program from an incredible artist and he calls them his dead peers. So that when he reads an autobiography of an artist, um, you know, who's, 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 uh, not alive, um, is that what dead means? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what dead <laughs> means. Um, but he calls him his dead peer. So when, when he's reading a biography about, you know, successful, whatever famous artist, um, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm just hanging out with my dead peers. Right. <laughs> and just realizing that, um, you know, the fact that people have taken every bit of knowledge the best things they've learned with their whatever right. 40, 80 years on the planet and they've given them and it's available to you. It'll be on your doorstep in less than 24 hours for $17 <laughs> or it'll be shit. It'll be on your phone right. in 30 seconds. <laughs> Coming through your speaker. Like yeah. if you don't have a, if you don't have an audible, you know, subscription, like right. what are you even doing? You You're know here I mean? and like, you don't have an audible subscription get one. <laughs> but it's, it's seriously, I mean, but whether it's that or something else, I mean, there's never been a better time to like be self-taught at anything, mm-hmm. you know? So how does Google work? How does YouTube work? You just how to, and just it's out there, you know? I mean, shit, I'm teaching myself how to be an artist. I don't know. Is it going to work? We'll see. Uh, <laughs> so far, so good. That's going all so right. So far, so good. It's going okay. I, uh, I cannot wait to see all of the studios that you are, the galleries that your work is present in. And, uh, 
can't watch you wait to watch you take this thing to the moon. And uh, I'm really excited to see what 60 year old Nate dips his toes into. Heck yeah. Uh, that's that's <laughs> for sure going to be fun. We'll have to put that one on the calendar 18 years from now. That makes two of us. I like it. Or three of us. <laughs> well, thanks for doing this. Like I said, I think it's you guys are providing a tremendous service, and it's uh, it's just it warms my heart to know that the uh, the podcast for still the people going. is still still happening and on a much more professional scale and consistent. You know, <laughs> more available. I love it. You guys are doing an awesome job. Nice work. Yeah, and if there's, I mean, if there's one thing that you guys take away from this, it's, I mean, it should be one of those things. Should be every single person that you admire, every single person that you adore, respect. Um, they've gone through some shit, right? That is just the reality of it. So if you want to strive to become more like those people and embody more of those character traits, you've got to also go through some shit. Find the shit. Find the shit. You might be in it right now. (laughs) So as long as you are willing to persist through it, as Nathan was, um, I mean, that's the reason that he is sitting in the, that's the reason that we're all sitting in the studio right now is because in the midst of going through his shit, he did not give up. And right now, 42 years old, he's retired. We're sitting in the podcast studio that is next to his really cool office that is next to four of his beautiful pieces that is in the nether room across from uh, paints that are in the works that is across from a, I don't know, 2,000 square foot uh, place where he works on all of his art that has a upstairs with all of the different paints and the hammock that he sleeps in whenever he needs a nap from all the paint in a bathroom without a door in a bathroom without a door (laughs) that is but it's being remodeled so it's all coming in but all this is made possible because he was willing to endure the shit yeah so thank you for everything that my pleasure yeah and and just not not uh not believe like don't let yourself believe the lie that the that the people around you you know were always that way Right. I mean, for, for someone to look at, at either of you, for example, you know, who's, who's newer in the business and being like, well, surely they've always been that way. I mean, it's literally just as logical as me thinking, well, Dylan's wearing a green hat right now. So clearly he was born with that hat on his head. Right. <laughs> you know, that, that's a, that's as, as logical and as sensical mm-hmm. as that thought process is. Right. But it's also a really natural one to just assume right. that the things that other people had to work for that they were just born with. That's not true. You know, you don't like back to common denominator of success, right? Like, you know, they don't like doing those things, but they did them anyway. (laughs) They weren't good at them out of the womb. They just figured out how to do them, you know, and you can too. For sure. Uh, Well, this, we are coming up to the end of this. So Nathan, is there any last word, sentence, phrase, or thing that you would like to leave everybody with? I think I've said it. I think I've, I've thrown one more idea out there, you know, four different times now. So yeah, I mean, just, 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 you know, really, if, if, if anything else, just, yeah, <laughs> I'll just say it, say the five, same thing again at, at a different time, but no, just, just that commitment to continue growth, you know, and just knowing that there's, there's so much more there for sure. Awesome. Thanks. Andy. My pleasure. This has been an elevated podcast production. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out our Instagram page at Elevated Financial. Like, share, and let us know what you want to hear more of.